Hey, welcome to the Influency Podcast. I'm Hadar, and today we are going to talk about making your dreams come true in English. Hey, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of the Influency Podcast. Today, I am going to share with you an interview that I had at my studio in person with one of my students. And actually, this interview is divided into two. The first part is where I'm going to talk to Myra, my student. She's been my student for many years about English success and what has helped her overcome massive obstacles when it comes to her English fluency and confidence and getting incredible results in her life professionally in the high-tech industry, as well as in her acting career, because she is so talented. She does both. So she's going to talk about what has worked for her, what hasn't worked for her, and how she was able to accomplish big things like being in a show and getting cast as an American, and not just an American, but a Southerner, someone with a Southern accent and she is doing such a good job. So that is going to be part one of the conversation. In the next episode, I'm going to share with you a coaching session, pronunciation coaching that I had with her because she actually won <laughs> this prize of coaching with me in person one-on-one -on -one, after a fun competition that we did in the meetup that we held in New York City. And if you want to hear more about that, I actually shared it in an episode. I'm going to link to it below as well. So if you like pronunciation, and if you're listening to this podcast, I think that you do. If you like pronunciation, then be sure to come back to part two of this conversation that is going to be published in a few days. Or if you're listening to this after the episode has been published, then it's probably already available. We're going to link to it here as well. All right, let's not keep you waiting. Let's listen to the conversation with Myra. Hi, Myra. How are you doing? I'm good, Hadar. How are you? I'm good. I'm so happy to have you here at the studio for a real live interview. Thank you for having me. Yes. Um, so for those of you who don't know you, um, this is Myra. So Myra, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm in Tel Aviv. It's rainy. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, other than that. She still made it. Yes. She made it here. Yes. yes. Um, and I escaped the uh, New York weather this weekend. Merry Christmas. <laughs> I know. Is it like freezing cold over there right now? Freezing Your cold friends are freezing? Yes. Friends are freezing. That's a good tongue twister. Friends are freezing. Friends are freezing. Friends are, yeah. It's a good, it's a good one. one. It's a good one. Um, so for those who don't know you, would you like to tell us a little bit about you and um, maybe a short background on your English experience and learning journey? Sure. Um, so hi, my name is Myra. Um, I'm Israeli. Um, I'm living in New York uh, for the past almost 10 years. Um, it's actually the longest I've ever, ever lived anywhere. I lived in Israel, obviously. I lived in Egypt for two years. I lived in Germany. I speak German as well. Um, and it was always important to me to be able to speak like a native. Mm 
Mm. In German, Hebrew was easy, but then there are, of course, in English. In every language every that you language. speak, you're like, I yeah. want to know it, like, as if I was born into it. Right. And really because of my insecurities, because, like, mm. you want, you don't want to feel different. You want to feel like you can have a conversation and nobody will stop. You and me all be like, wait a minute, but where are you? Are you translating from a different, like, how are you? Yeah. You, you know, you have an interesting accent. Yeah. Um. And about 15 years ago, I started my acting journey. Mm. Um, so wait, step back. I work high-tech company in New York City. Uh, I work with Americans all the time. I speak English all day. Um, and I'm an actress. Now, there are people, Israeli people and foreign, other foreign uh, cultures um, that speak English with a very heavy accent of where mm-hmm. they're from. And that's okay. But when you're an actor... yeah. It really limits your range of yeah. what you can do. Yeah. Um, I remember that when I lived in New York, that was my main focus. Like the reason why I started my acting, uh, my my English, my speaking, my pronunciation work was because I wanted to have freedom mm-hmm. in, you know, in this um, path. Like I wanted to, I, I did not want to be limited by anything and an accent is a big thing when it comes to acting in the US. Yeah. So um, I can totally see why this was yeah. in addition to you wanting to sound like a native and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um it's also a question of like what can you achieve in your career. Right. And in my high tech career, um it's hard to say that I felt discriminated. Mhm. But it's because it, it, it's not something you can actually put your finger on. But you, it, there were comments of mm. like, oh, no, we only want Americans to be in sales, like dealing with customers because yeah. of culture differences yep. uh, or, or stuff like that. And so they, they frame it in a way that makes you feel a little confused about why that is. But like, you know, the cultural differences obviously has to do with how you sound and how you respond and all of that. And I remember we first started working about four or five years mm-hmm. ago. And I remember that it was really important for you, not just for acting, really for work. Like you were right. really focused on not people not noticing right. that you're and, not, you right. weren't born in the U.S. And that's, well, first I was born in the U.S. Oh, <laughs> but, okay. Oh, I, I did not uh, grow up there. Yeah. Uh, but that's, that was a big deal because a lot of times I found myself in an executive room yeah. full of white males, like middle-aged from everywhere in America. Um, and I was the only woman, um, not native, foreign language with some metaphors that are not in the culture. It wasn't always baseball or football that I was referring to when I gave examples of yeah. somewhat sometimes military. It was not. Um, yeah, and beyond that, it's just to say what I want to say without triple thinking how to say it. Yeah. Um, I know that it's not that I am not the problem. Because even if it, I wasn't the problem, like I, I know it was loud, the person is old and couldn't hear me. The minute they said, sorry, w- come again? W- say what? I was like, oh no, I don't yeah. know how to say it. Yeah. I, it's me. I, 
mispronounced my A's. I said a different word, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. or I didn't understand what they were saying, or all of that, and now they're thinking of me. This, I, this, and that. I was immediately you know, losing my confidence. Immediately mm. going to, and um, you know, did I say she correctly? Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> um, so, uh, so that was a big deal for me. And then the acting was a whole different path which I have worked before I met you. Um, I have worked with uh, American um, accent production coaches and all that. And they were great. Usually like Shakespeareans and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. they've worked with like British accent and like all that. But they couldn't really pinpoint like what I needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started... Um, I think it was like a YouTube video that, that I've seen. And I was like, let me just work. Let me try with the free version. Let me try with yeah. the YouTube stuff. And I, I, mean, I specifically remember it was the um, the, girl. the girl. Oh, the pronunciation of the, the word girl. girl. <laughs> <laughs> Which um, is very tricky for a lot of Hebrew speakers, but everyone who doesn't have like the er sound or the yeah. L sound in their language. Yeah. Yes. So it was the girl. And after that, it was the school. And I was like, there is no L in school. <laughs> Especially not Lamed. Right. School. Not the L. It's a different L. Um, and I was like, and then you were talking. And a lot of coaches talk about the jaw movement and where the sound is coming from. It felt very theoretical. Mm. And what I found, that I found that was most helpful for me with your method and the way mm. you approach things was it, it just suddenly clicked yeah and oh i'm so happy to hear that i mean there's a reason why I'm com- i keep coming back <laughs> um, and i was like oh so uh, okay let me try that and then and all the exercises would were, were broken down to very just digestible stuff yeah did i feel stupid most of the time doing TH transition? Yes. (laughs) Show us what a TH transition is. So Myra came to, uh, she started one of my programs in 2018, Accent Makeover. And then we, she also had a one-on-one session with me. And then I gave her a bunch of, a bunch of drills to practice and to simplify the TH. Show us the TH transitions. So, um, it's, it's really just breaking down like the THS or the, um, THD. Uh, so just 10 minutes every day. Not a huge deal, but waking up every morning and just doing um, and and reverse that and and yes. So all that make you feel really dumb, especially if there's another person in the room. Yep. Um, all my students know what this is about. I know. <laughs> um, but I kept doing that, and my boss at the time, his name was Seth. Okay, that's and when a... Seth said things, <laughs> speaking about <laughs> tongue twisters, <laughs> when I want to say, well, what Seth said, I was like, wait a minute, that's a good tongue twister. It works. It works. And it wasn't like Seth beforehand. I was yeah. like, I can, I can, I can. <laughs> yeah. So the idea behind this, for those who don't know, is that those transitions, and I actually have a video about it. We're going to link to it. Those transitions, they kind of simplify this transition so that when you do have to use it, your tongue will already know what to do instead of you thinking about it or you training yourself using it in 
different contexts. No, it's like when you work on those transitions, it becomes automatic. You build the habits, and then it's just going to be there for you whenever there is a transition without you thinking. Which is the beauty of pronunciation work when it's effective. And then you say Seth said things or whatever that is, yeah. and and it it's just there for you. It just it just worked, and I was like, I remember the first time I had to say that, I was like, oh, I actually succeeded in yeah. saying it. And I was like. That wasn't too hard, was it? Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I know I've said it before, but thank you again. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> um, and then in my acting journey, so the last program I joined uh, was a new sound with the little pods, and we had a little group with a different coach that um, worked on specific things. And my goal was to get to the finish line, being able to confident enough to audition for American parts yeah. and being able to get the parts. Yeah. And I'm actually, I'm getting the chills when I'm saying it, but uh, it was actually on my birthday, um, almost last year, this year, I auditioned for a play when I need to not just play an, an American character, but also an iconic uh, American character character in in the uh, American history called Calamity Jane, and she's from Dakota, which is a very specific accent. And I can do that cliche, so like I can do that cliche. So like it's not it, but I, I'm curious for a second. Is it easier for you to do like a caricature, a specific accent where you play caricature of the character, or is it? Then you know you're working on having worked on your own accent. What what's easier for you? Does that make sense? My question. Yeah, because I find um, that for actors sometimes they have more freedom if it's a character rather than them themselves, like their own accent. That's interesting. I think for me, because of the two worlds that I'm in. So the first one, the default for. American accent was always like, oh my God, like this mm. is amazing. And when you're in a business world, you don't you, want to yeah, sound like this. Yeah. I know it's all like cliche and doesn't really mean anything about the personal intelligence. It's all true. And yet you want to have the option. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you understand that your words, they have impact and, you know, like in your voice and how you say things. And, right. and you want to understand how you use it to serve you best so you get exactly. what you want right so it's not like there is a form of speaking that is totally fine in certain circumstances but in others they just don't serve you it's not right or wrong it's just that how are you going to get what you want right and and that kind of, of person is great for characters is like, mm. like for that kind of like white girl valley girl like that's great for that um for others it's really depends i'm still not um knowledgeable enough in the um, delicate differences between the specific American accents because there's a lot mm -hmm. and uh, there's not one southern accent and it was that's actually funny because it was a uh, because because I was I was born in Texas and mm -hmm. uh, um, I, I never lived there and but I used to come with my somewhat Israeli unclear accent first time like talk to clients at work and be like um, hey, how are you? Like, I'm like whatever. And they were like, oh, well, that's that's an interesting accent. Where are you from? I was like, well, how do you define from? I was like, well, where are you born? And they're all like, well, I was born in Fort Worth, Texas. Where are you? Like, what are you? And people will be like, 
<laughs> so confused. So, that's <laughs> not hot. What? <laughs> you messed, messed but them up. Like, you right. know, it's like, I did like, not expect that. But that's the cliche of like, yeah. Texas. that's not even a Texan accent. It's just like cliche of Southern. And there's like so many different Southern yeah. Yeah. accents. Um, so when, for acting to like, to play what I know and have more freedom in accents, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not specific enough for me. Yeah, like, yeah, I still yeah. have to work on it. I yeah. still, it's not like I cannot switch like this unless I do the work yeah. ahead of time. Yeah. So back to your story. Sorry, I distracted you from telling us the story of what happened a year ago when you... Yeah, so I auditioned. It yes. was on my birthday. <laughs> um, and I got to be understudy uh for uh calamity jane and another lead character uh, who's french so it's a different accent um and if you're in new york in february please follow i'm doing commercial break uh rising sun uh theater company we're having a show coming up in february uh and three of these shows and i hope nobody else will get sick um i'm gonna be playing the lead so Yay. Yeah, that's 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 absolutely <laughs> incredible. We're going to link all the details below, but that's absolutely incredible because, you know, that was your vision for what you had wanted for yourself. This is why you worked on your accent and not only that you got cast in an all-American role, it you, it also, you know, required you to speak with a certain dialect that was not yes. native to you, right? Yes. Like cuz you mostly worked on standard American and you live in the East Coast. So I think that is so inspiring and congratulations. Like you, you, you. you worked so hard for it and you deserve it. And I think that like, I'm so happy that you get to celebrate it now and to acknowledge this achievement because it's a big deal. And it is. It's yeah. a big deal. And, and just to say, I mean, I'm sure everybody who's been through one of the programs uh, <laughs> know that it's not easy. And even, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. even when I did, we did a little pilot. Uh, like audience engagement thing and I was working on that specific accent for that event after a day of I was like ow that hurts yeah like it's not yeah it's it's the same language it's not the same muscles that working Crazy. and it was I was like and I only knew that muscle work because of the training right and I'm sure that for you it was easier because you had the training because right. you already knew how to how to use those muscles and how to work your yeah pronunciation um tell me a bit more about um the shift that you had from wanting to sound native so that no one asks you where you're from or challenges you or challenges how professional you are because of how you sound because i know that was a big deal you mm-hmm. you shared that into what's happening for you today Because I feel, you know, we talked about it right before we started recording and you mentioned that it's no longer the case. Like it's still challenging or sometimes or or could be, you know, if you, you might feel like you are not at the same level, specifically mm-hmm. when it comes to cultural talk and idioms and expressions that even though you've been living in the U.S. for 10 years. So I'm, I'm sure that not a lot of it is foreign to you. But um What has changed in terms of your mindset and the shift that you had to make to feel more confident? Um, I cannot take credit for that shift. I will give all the credit to you. Mm. Um, no, it's all you. No, no. <laughs> Let me finish. <laughs> um, 
because I was very, very focused on sounding like a native. I was like, nobody needs to know. I don't want anyone to ask like where I'm from, if like whatever I grew up here or what, what not. And at some point, um, and it's very frustrating, right? Because when you're tired, when you're drunk, when you speak different language all day and then come back to English, it could be some sounds will feel different in your mind, like the, that transition. Um, and then you shifted mm. from sound like a native to clarity. Yeah. And, and confidence. Was, and confidence. And that was a, like aha moment mm. for me because I was like, yeah, that is what matters. Yeah, I that is more important to so people understand what I mean, and it's more important for them to understand that I did mean sheet, um, or you know, I have tons of embarrassing stories to share about what happens when you don't pronounce your e's correctly, <laughs> um, um, and be confident about it. And if someone be like. Sorry, I didn't get that. You're not like, eh. and then it's only getting worse from there. Like for me, when I'm getting panic, I'm just like, it's, it will only like I'll be small, I'll be not up in my mouth. Yeah, like, all the yeah, muscles yeah. will be like. And then your, you know, your sound, your voice, everything's affected. It's getting worse. Yeah, um, um, I'm not as, you know, loud and or like my volume will decrease yeah, and it yeah, will be yeah. like, and then I'll make harder for everybody else to understand what I wanted, and the message will not come through because. Yeah. I was so confident the first time and then someone questioned it and I'm like shrinking. Yeah. What does it mean about my opinion? Mm. You know? Ah, so good. And yeah. um, and I'm sure some people are familiar with you're not always in a welcoming environment or supportive environment. Yeah. Um, yeah, especially when you say like in a room filled with men, you know, who, who yeah. never had to fight for speaking up or... Right. Um, right. sharing their opinion or using a language that they weren't mm. born into. Right. So, of course, it matters and it could affect your experience. The question is, are you going to let it affect you or are you going to yeah. show and, up and, the way you deserve to show up? Exactly. And even with acting, like sometimes yeah. you, know, you audition and someone will be like, I didn't quite get that. And then immediately I'm like, it's my accent. Sorry. Right. Can I <laughs> <laughs> well, be... <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll be like it's it's probably me when it's not necessarily most times it's not yeah uh and so that was a huge uh shift for me thanks to you mm. um at some point I started and because of the very tedious exercising right and because it goes together it's like the mindset right. work and the exercises because you still have to work on it physically right yeah and I was like wait a minute I do know how to say those things. Yeah. So I'm going to repeat myself for for the other person, not because I didn't do a good job the first time. You know, it's like that's so it's really started and um, right now and it's not hundred percent. I'm still sometimes get the cringe of like, hey, where's this accent from? Like one mm. accent. <laughs> <laughs> um but it's it's becoming less and less and and you help me understand that it's actually something I need to be proud of yes hey I speak three languages how many languages do you speak Mr. White American guy like you know I kind of <laughs> yeah you know and um 
Yeah. So, you know, that's it's something so- that was really helpful. And I can do it in, in, a, in a clear way. I know I can convey my thoughts in a very clear and meaningful way, right. confident way. So it's it really lets my true self, my personality come out without thinking about it. And that was the main thing. Amazing. Wow. And I think, you know, what you're saying is so important for people to hear because that entitlement that we don't feel because the language is not ours is something that we need to make ourselves feel like we belong in the language we deserve to use it whether we make mistakes or we don't make mistakes whether we understand the people around us or whether we don't it should not affect our internal experience because when it does it also affects our fluency our clarity and all our voice all of that but above all that it doesn't allow us to show up for who we really are And then you're limiting yourself, you're hiding yourself, you're stifling your impulses, and you it can also affect your professional um, abilities because you're not sharing 100%. your opinions. You're not showing up. They don't know what you think or what you care about, right? Because you just don't want to be, to say something and to sound different right. or like you don't belong. Exactly. So like we need to eliminate that, that fear. Yeah. And one other thing that I realize I'm doing more now is I'm, I'm not ashamed of asking. So, like, especially now, like, we worked on that, we had to read through the script of, for the show in February. Yes. And there's a lot of old English terms, because it's, like, in the 1700s yeah, yeah, like, yeah. thing, and um, that I've never seen before, written yeah. or sound, right? And I, I was like, so I, I just, I caught myself after the fact being like, oh, I stopped. And I asked another actor who was next to me, I was like, how do you pronounce that? You know, without so, or I tried, I gave it a try, and I was like, is that how you say it? And there was no shame about it. Oh, my God. This is so important because I think that once you let go of the shame of asking, what does that mean? Can you repeat yourself? A lot of people are afraid of not being understood mm-hmm. or not understanding others. And that's preventing them from speaking. If that's the case, just ask. You know, that's the thing. Like, there is this shame around asking, showing as if we don't know. And I think this is so, and that's probably something you would not, would not be that easy for you to do, let's say, five years ago. No, no, not with specific like, words. I would, like, in meetings, secretly Google, like... Yeah, you know, right? Like, have the facade of, I know like, it all, and then... What, yeah. what is that word? And then use the other word, because I don't know how to pronounce this one. Like, literally, under, under the table. Um Or phrases, right? American phrases. Yeah. Like from yeah. different, like, specifically, I remember someone from, I think, the South was um, saying something. Well, let's not go around the barn about this. And I was like, I, I'm sorry. I don't know. There's a, let's wait till the cows will come home. Something, like, weird. Mm. <laughs> and it was, like, very cultural, I, like, yeah. specific and for. Yeah, like, and I was like, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not familiar with that phrase and they explained it to me and you know my response was like i'm israeli i don't go around the barn i go through the freaking barn you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but i didn't care for asking and before and also it was but just like shut up and be like Let pretend me. like you got it yeah yeah let's yeah. pretend let's and then you don't learn because then, you're always like what they meant exactly I mean, yeah. and then you feel very limited and that's another thing like i think that people should be should acknowledge the fact that they speak with people who are not from their, you know, surrounding yeah. or school or whatever environment and that 
people have different experiences with a language, and sometimes a certain dial idiom or expression is is not the right choice to use. It's just like bad communication. Right. Because even native speakers, when they communicate, it's important that they use words that they know will help them get what they want, which is to be understood as well. So we all have responsibility in in this. Yeah. yeah. I was uh, my my partner and I was joking. I was a. Uh, I mean, everybody's using let's touch base, let's touch base. Yeah. And at some point, I got so angry. I was like, "What about what about touching base? It's not baseball we're playing here." Like, just like, <laughs> um, so yeah. it keeps like, getting to that. Uh, now it's a joke, right? But then I was like, "I don't know. Like, it's not. <laughs> you know, I don't love word. baseball. I don't want to talk about baseball, <laughs> right?" Uh, but. Uh, Especially in the business world, a lot of, of like many expressions are coming from the sports. Like yeah, people watch yeah. baseball, football. Yeah. They will talk about, um, you know, like touching base. That's like maybe the most common one in people outside this area. Yeah. But like you know, uh, like hitting home run and like doing all that, and that they refer to it in a business context. Yeah, and I'll be like, okay, but is that like? you know, scoring a goal in black soccer. <laughs> like, I'm not 100% sure. Like, what is that? So it took me some time to learn that, but I had to ask, what does it mean? And in the beginning, you're absolutely right. I was like, yeah, sure, let's hit a home run. <laughs> so um, as asking is a big uh, takeaway, I think, here. Not being ashamed when you don't know something. Uh, before we go into the coaching part where we actually practice pronunciation together, um, what is the one piece of advice you would give someone watching this, maybe someone who wants to work in the U.S. but are afraid because they're not native speakers? Maybe they have immigrated, but they're, you know, they're thinking of finding a job, but they, they're afraid of what you had described. So what would, what would you tell them? I would say go with Hadar 2.0. <laughs> you don't need to sound like a native. You need to have clarity and you have to, need to have confidence. Um, that was a really big deal for me uh, when I got that. And, and it's so much um, weight off my shoulders. Yeah. Like you don't take like, the responsibility for everything and, and the every piece right. of communication and outcome and what people are going to think. Like so much to deal with, what they're thinking about me, how it's going to be perceived, how it's going to affect me. Uh, what have I done? What have I not done? Right. Like all of that. Like, and also not let's needed. face, for me, the reality, it's impossible to sound like a native. Not because I can't practice to get there. It's because like, who is native? New yeah. is a native. So true. Is that like California accent? What is native, native anyway? Like what, yeah. yeah. It's like when I started now learning Spanish and they're like, what do you want the Colombian Spanish? Do you want a Span Spain Spanish? Do you want this Spanish? It's not just one dialect fits all. Right. Um, so, yeah, just focus on being able to say what you want to say in a clear and confident way. And I, for me, it was a like, it was a really big deal and I think it will go far. And, The confident part, like it's, it's good that you're coming from another culture. It's yeah. good that you're coming from another language. You know more than the person who most likely interviewing you, because like they probably didn't, and you know they didn't go places. Um, and especially if you're immigrant to the to the U.S. or other English uh, speaking countries, 
like whatever you went through, that's like your life、yeah. resume. Like you、yeah. reinvented yourself in a different language, and 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 that's like the best advice I think I can. I know it's like I, I always talk about the immigrant experience and how much immigrants had to learn and had to go through and the challenges they faced. You know that says so much about them, and and a lot of, a lot of immigrants are still. You know, they might still feel inferior because of the language, but it's kind of like you have to switch around the experience and to reframe it and to think about all the things you have achieved and are possible for you that other people have no clue on how to handle half of the challenges that、right. you've faced. And、uh, maybe one more thing: I mean, we're learning a different language as adults.、Um, for put put aside the brain part, that you know, I know there's different theories about that, but. Um, we compare ourselves to kids that learn new language, and this is a wrong comparison. Because、mm. think about a baby; when they make mistakes, it's cute, and we all encourage them, and we laugh, and we'll be like, "Oh, it's cute," but you don't say this; you say that. As adults,、right. we already judge ourselves before even opening our mouth of like, "Oh, but everybody else will it will judge me. Everybody else will like." Yeah, maybe it's not cute, and the environment is not as supportive. But we also judge ourselves, and and it's the wrong criteria. Yeah, because we're not having that. You know, we're not. Sometimes we're not even immerse ourselves in the environment like babies, right? right? We don't hear it all the time. Depends where you are, and it's it's a very different experience. Yeah, and and if you have a different language that you grew up in. It's you already have the background of a language. You already have a logic that may be different than the language you now trying to speak. Yeah.、Um, so that's another thing. That's I was a... like, I don't know about my brain is getting old. I can't get. It's, it's just a whole different, you know, environment and a whole different system、yeah. that supports that journey with the new language. Yeah, yeah, yeah.、Um, and I always say, like, you've already learned a language once. Right, <laughs> you know, you can do it again. Your brain knows how to do it, <laughs> and a lot of times we just get in the way with all the fears and and maybe like the wrong strategies, and also you know, the education system in certain places around the world is not ideal. We can speak for like you know our experience. It doesn't、yeah. teach you to to be a good speaker just to pass exams. So some sometimes you'll have things in your way, but if you Find a way in an environment that allows you to thrive, rather than to always feel like you're not good enough. Then it's possible for you to succeed、yeah. because, again, your brain knows how to do it, how to acquire a language.、Um, so, first of all, thank you so much for this amazing conversation. Thank you. I mean, you've been—I I know you didn't know that until like. Now, but you've been really a big part of my journey. So I'm, I'm so honored glad, and I'm proud. I'm glad I found you. So, <laughs> um, all right. So actually, the next part is going to be in the next episode, where we're only going to talk about pronunciation, and I'm going to coach Mara, and、uh, we'll talk about specific sounds that you could still work on and. Some intonation patterns. So stick around, and I hope to see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you. It was a pleasure. I'm gonna post links to Myra's Instagram if you want to follow her journey in New York City. Come see the play and go see the play. Absolutely. All right, everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you, Myra, for this beautiful conversation. 
And I'm just reminding you that we have part two to this conversation where it will be all about pronunciation, coaching, and feedback. All right. So be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't yet to be notified when we share that episode. I'll talk to you there. Bye.